Hi again, everybody. I'm Jamie Allison, and this is the Big Idea, Big Moves podcast. This is the place where we talk to high performers. It's the destination for high performers because we talk to people from different walks of life, different niches, different backgrounds, um, all to find out little things that they're doing that you can translate into your lives. So we talk to CEOs, we talk to athletes, we talk to scientists and entrepreneurs um, and find out the really cool things that they're doing in their space and, uh, and get some of those tidbits and, and action items from them as well from their stories. Um, so I know that we have kind of one of those people today. I, I know that it's going to be really interesting talk. Just before we jump into that, a couple of things. It, it, you know that if you've been listening to the podcast for a while um, and you're really looking for kind of a valued publication uh, and resource for fitness, health, and nutrition, you have to check out Impact Magazine. They uh, they support us and uh, and their issues are uh, are great. And I know they also have a newsletter that you can, uh, you can get uh, in your mailbox each week as well. So um, you can check it out on Instagram or you can just go to www.impactmagazine.ca. Um, and the other one is that Epitome HR is um, a um, HR boutique consulting firm. Um, and they right now are um, helping a lot of companies that are going through some of this stuff with COVID, whether it's how it plans to come back with your talent, plans to find talent again, um, all of those things. They're a full service boutique firm. Um, so take a look at them. I know they have an HR assessment online as well. So you could take a look at that um, and see if it uh, fits for you or your company. Um, so if you uh, want to get in touch with them, the best way would be again through Instagram and you'll see some of those things. Um, but their website Website is www.epitomehr.com um, and uh, check that out first. Okay, so we're going to jump right into the interview. I'm really excited about this today. Alyssa Jalamas is a Paralympic swimmer um, and has competed primarily in backstroke and freestyle, I think, but I'll, I'll double check that with her. Um, and she's taken part in two Paralympic Games in London in 2012 and 2016 in Rio de Janeiro. She's a 21-time America record holder, which is amazing, and is now focused on um, building her own kind of fitness program, AMG Fitness, which we're going to talk about. And that's actually focused on helping people adapt workouts that will fit any ability. So, um, so some really cool things to talk about today. So thanks for, for taking the time, Melissa. I, I know you're one of those people all over the place that's uh, stuck in lots of snow right now. Yeah, it's definitely. And so thank you so much for having me on. I'm really excited. No problem. Um, thank you for taking the time and, and um, you know, read a little bit there, but you know, your athletic career is, is amazing and maybe we'll start there. Um, so can you talk to us just a little bit? I mean, for some people, one, one Olympics is amazing, two must be just, you know, mind blowing. So tell us a little bit about your story and, and how, um, how you were able to get to, to both of those Olympics and how they went. Yeah, absolutely. So I um, was born and raised in Chicago. I um, have a twin brother. So I think that really drew my competitiveness from a very young age because whatever he was doing, I wanted to do. So someone um, who walks with a disability, so I have arthrogryposis, which impacts my hands and my legs. I walk with long leg braces. Really, my childhood was just keeping up with my twin brother and then my older sister and the one place I could beat my brother was in the pool so the pool was always a place where I felt free and it just came effortless so I think really falling in love with the sport really transformed me into the swimmer I became Mm -hmm. I got involved in Paralympics a little late actually so I was about 14 I didn't really know what it was someone 
from Glassa actually introduced me to the Paralympic sport and they were like, we think you would be really great at it. And I was like, whoa, like, what is this? Like, kind of like jumped into it. And two years later, I was able to make the London um, 2012 team. So I always say like, kind of stumbled into success a little bit. (laughs) I was this young kid that could swim really fast and just realized that. So um, I placed fifth in London. I got a lot more serious about swimming and started as uh, I swam on my high school team for two years. Then I went on to swim division one at Loyola along with getting an education. And four years later, I was in Rio where I swam backstroke and freestyle, um, placing sixth and seventh. Wow, that's incredible! And and so I guess it's a little bit of an overview. <laughs> no, but also also um, also quickly, but at the same time, it's it's really not that quickly once you get into it. Because I I know from something like the the training for that must have been pretty heavy. What kind of what kind of training days are you having? Kind of leading up to to going to an Olympics. I know it's swimming is a lot to start with. So. Yeah, so absolutely. I was training um, two days. So my schedule seemed like uh, probably about five mornings from 5am to 7am. And then we would go right into lift three times a week. And then we would swim another two times a week in the afternoon. Um, On the weekends, we'd either be traveling to a meet and or um, having practice. So it was a lot, a lot of hours in the pool and a lot of endurance to build up. And yeah, yeah. Well, and you said that um, the competitiveness you think kind of came from kind of that, that thing with your brother. Is that something, do you think it's pretty innate with you? Is it something that just kind of came over time? Like, a, a, you know, are you really competitive, I guess? <laughs> I am a little competitive and I'm really stubborn. And I think that's a really <laughs> good way of putting it together because yeah. I don't like it when others say that I can't do something just because of my physical disability. Like, yeah. I've always had this innate power in me to be the best I can be in the body that I have. And so I think that determination and being stubborn to not let anyone say that I can't do something along with being competitive has probably put me where I am today. Yeah, you know, it's funny, we talk about, because um, I've had, you know, different um, athletes, and, and well, and actually not even just athletes, people that have been successful in different uh, facets of their life. Um, and the thing that comes up a lot of the time is this resiliency that has somehow built out built up in different ways. And I wonder, um, I know we'll talk about with some of the other people that you deal with, even just with your, your um, workout program, but, but even now, like, do you, do you find is your resiliency really high because of that? Because there's that extra, you know, added thing about your disability that you've had to deal with over that time, do you think? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, the kind of best way to sum it up is adapt and overcome. And I heard that a long time ago, and I think that's really been the process of it. You know, like you see something that might be a little harder just because I do walk with a physical disability and I go, okay, I adapt and overcome. I figure out the best way for me and I continue to move forward. And I think having to come up with a lot of those solutions has become, I have become more resilient because of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now you, you now have um, translated that. I, I know we'll, we'll still talk about some of that, but I, I know you've got um, um, some programs that you're kind of setting up yourself. Why don't you tell us a little bit that? Cause I, I think it, it flows right into that obviously where, you know, maybe there's something that, that wasn't there as much when, when you were kind of going through your building of, of your athletics. Um, tell us about your current stuff. 
Yeah, absolutely. So I think really it hit home when COVID happened. And I know everyone, the fitness industry drastically changed. So I've always been someone, especially like coming out of swimming, I definitely still wanted to keep in shape. I think the my ability to be able to be strong helps me. So I was in the gym and then all of a sudden COVID happened and the fitness industry went completely online. And I think, it, and I, as an athlete and someone who has been in the gym for years and years and years was still frustrated because now all of these programs are meant for able-bodied people mm -hmm. and you're doing squats and squats. And I was like, okay, I would love to do this program, but I'm going to have to adapt every one of the exercises to what I can do. And I was like, if I'm struggling with this as the athlete I am and like someone who has been in the wellness and fitness industry for so long, I couldn't imagine someone who was just trying to do it or like kind of like fitness should be for everyone and it should make everyone feel great. So I think that kind of transluted into AMG. Um, so I wanted to create a platform and somewhere that like people can go whether they have a disability or not so the workouts can be done seated they can be done standing and i kind of show that on the different videos that i do and kind of creating awareness that you can adapt and scale different workouts and like figure out what's best for you to make you feel the best you can be and have you found, is it really resonating with people? Because um, I would assume that has been a gap even before now where suddenly there's this other ability and people are maybe a little more tied to um, not being in a gym to do it. But I would assume that's been a gap forever. And, you know, you've really filled something that probably a lot of people have been looking for for a long time. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely see it. Or just like, you don't necessarily have to have a disability, but like saying like, oh, I never thought of doing that exercise that yeah. way. And like kind of having a new perspective on just like some basic exercises, I think is really cool on what resonates with a lot of people. Yeah. And, and so when you were going through, I mean, before you developed this and even through your athletics, um, have you had somebody that you've kind of had as a mentor or somebody that was a role model as you went through this yourself? Like, who is it that you looked up to, 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 to get to where you are even now? Yeah, absolutely. I think there's so many different people. I've had different role models throughout my life, but definitely someone um, who resonates the most is my mom. She's a personal trainer. So I think having that to be, <laughs> it does make a lot of sense because I bounce a lot of ideas off of her, but also she, my whole family were athletes. So kind of um, having those role models, not only in athletics, but to be like, oh, like this is my idea. Like, what do you think of it? Resonates a lot. Yeah. Well, and, and with that, I mean, even developing what you've developed now, um, there are lots of people that just, you know, have that thought, but don't do it. Um, and I think that's one thing that might separate a lot of people like yourself who, and, and you find that especially in athletics, that people who um, are driven to action, I guess, would be one thing. Uh, right. From a goal setting standpoint, I mean, um, you probably, uh, well, maybe I'll, I'll ask the question is, were you really goal driven as an athlete? And, and does that translate into kind of what you're doing now? Absolutely. So as a swimmer, like your goal is usually at an end meet or like at the Paralympics. So like you always had an end goal. But what I really like about swimming is like you have to put in the work every single day. Like it's not something that you just show up every four years and like it turns out to be something. So I definitely am a big goal setter, but I also really break it down to like what I need to do day in and day out. And I think that 
is something that made me super successful because of that athlete in me. I'm like, okay, like, yeah, like I want to go to the Paralympics, let's say like, okay, like I have to swim every day and I have to meet these times and I have to go to X, Y, and Z. And I think it makes it a lot more manageable with a lot of people who are dreamers, but not doers. And I think that's also what kind of showcases on my um, new platform, which is AMG, which is kind of like, okay, like you can do these workouts, but like, let's make it three times a week. And like, let's see more results. And like, I wanted to make it manageable for anybody who wants to do it. So you can have a disability, you cannot have a disability, but I wanted for it to be accessible and manageable. Yeah. And and so how do you, um, I mean, for you, it, it, it's probably pretty innate by now to, to set goals um, because you, you just do it. And uh, how, do you, how do you approach that with somebody who maybe hasn't done it much before, hasn't really kind of, it, isn't, um, it doesn't come naturally to them? Um, how, do you, how do you approach that? Yeah, absolutely. I think you kind of just asked the question. They're like, what do you want out of this? Like, obviously, you already made the co- to be able to contact me and let's have a conversation. So I want to know, like, what do you want to get out of it? Is it to feel better? Is it to feel stronger? You know, like people with disabilities have to use their bodies differently on a day to day basis. And I was like, do you just want to make those activities easier and like kind of like showcasing what fitness and health and eating well can do for your everyday activities and and um have you found that um in those people um that have you've been connected with and things like that do you do you pull motivation from that for yourself like i I would assume there are a lot of people in there that as you go through and build this relationship with them has has that been something you've found so far yeah, absolutely. It makes my day every day when someone just shoots me a text, like, hey, great workout. And like, they show me a picture of like, their workout on their Apple Watch or whatever, it always makes my day. And I can't. So it's an awesome way to get me motivated to keep going, just yeah. by touching a couple people's lives it's been really cool. Yeah. Now, one thing is, is that um, I know uh, people have uh, different ways that they are differently abled. Um, You know, how do you, how do you approach that yourself? Like how, when you're talking to them, how do you, how do you figure out how to adapt certain exercises or how do you, how do you figure that out yourself? Yeah. So I kind of ask them what they're able to do and what they're comfortable with. And two, I feel like I have a great um, ability in the sense of like in the fitness world by being like not it's not all one take like an exercise can be um, very different but have be as effective as what you would originally think an exercise is so someone who doesn't have a lot of core strength just doing one sit up can be really great as opposed to someone who does have core strength and then we add weights or we add Russian twists or something like that and I think just having it be effective and safe are definitely two of my goals. Very cool. Um, and building that over the next little while, um, you know, do you, what, what are your plans, I guess, in, in the next little while as to how to make, make that bigger and, and make, impact more and more people over the next little while? Yeah, absolutely. I actually teamed up. um, So I am a certified adaptive and inclusive trainer. So I took the training and I really wanted to make sure that like, not only I knew what I was doing, but to make everything else be really safe. And I think I'm going to start with their, uh, be on their platform a little more and kind of like showcase that 
they're more functional fitness people. And what's great is my fitness isn't a functional fitness space. It's more of just working out and getting your heart rate up. And they're like, it's great to kind of bring in your um, abilities and like the different ways you look at working out and kind of like using that. So I think it will be able to grow hopefully and see where this takes me. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a very cool thing. And it, and it's, it is interesting when you talk to um, other, you know, whether it's, it's personal trainers or people doing something similar, they talk about the adaptations, but their adaptations are not um, what you're talking about. I mean, it's, and, and I can see that, you know, it's, it's a huge niche of, um, you know, of unserviced people that, that um, I think this does a really great thing for. I think it's fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so if, um, so one thing that we ask everybody when we go through this process is, um, is ask a couple of actionable steps. So it's the same thing that people listening are, are, uh, um, could be athletes, but they could be a whole bunch of different people out there. And, um, um, wondering if, if someone's at least starting to take a look and obviously we're going to give the information so that they can kind of take a look at what you do and everything. But if, if they're just trying to think, you know, okay, how can I maybe start to adapt these exercises or adapt? you know, um, you know, a, a program that I'm doing right now that just hasn't been working for me. Are there a couple of quick things that you think that, that would be a, a quick and easy thing to do that um, maybe is, is pretty universal? Yeah, absolutely. The f- couple things that come to mind is I always use a third point of contact. And by what I say to that is if you're having balance issues, or if you're just starting to lift even a couple of pounds, I use a third point. So I either have my back to the wall, so I'm not falling over, or I use a chair. So my hand will always be stable. And I think finding that stability and like coming from your center out will really help. So anyone who is just starting with this, you get really overwhelmed in the fitness industry really quickly because they're watching all these people do these crazy things. Believe me, I see it on Instagram. I get it. But if I think the quick actions can be like, okay, let me make sure my core is stable. And like, let me make sure my legs are stable. And to be able to recognize that will grow infinitely into those crazy things you see on Instagram, but know that everyone starts somewhere and to start from center out is probably very cool. And, and I did notice that in a lot of your videos, that is something right away that you kind of show having a chair or something close by. So depending on what things you're showing at any one time, you, you have those kind of built right into what you're teaching. I know too. Absolutely. Yeah. Or like I'll have the chair so I can show like the different exercises we're doing standing, but I will also do another round of it sitting. So you can really show like visualize what I'm talking about. If you are a sitting athlete or someone who's in a wheelchair, um, kind of those, uh, adaptions. Yeah. And now before we kind of wrap things up, I do have, because you know, you being, um, you know, connected to the Olympics before I'm, I'm wondering, give us an insight into what it must be like for somebody who has maybe trained for, you know, the most recent stuff and, you know, on all these, whether they're delays or movements and everything, um, how difficult would that be for an athlete that has really kind of, you know, been assuming they were going to an Olympics and it gets moved or something like that is what, what, what must that be like? And, and you'd be the best person to ask because you've been, you've been there and know what a big deal it is to go to the Olympics. I, my heart goes out to every single athlete that is going through this time. Like I was a wreck and I, I didn't have to live through a global pandemic. Um, 
but just know that it will be worth it. And what I love about the Paralympics and the Olympics is it showcases the human spirit and it showcases the underdogs. And I think the world needs that. And I think that no matter what your training situation is, you get there and you're, you can be the underdog and you can kind of give a lot of hope to a lot of people in a time where like the world is very different. But I think that a lot you a lot of the athletes will be very surprised on what they are their ability to do whenever these games are. Yeah, I, yeah, I would wonder you know when they do happen, there might be this uh, this new renewed kind of version of that spirit too, just because it's it has been so long, but it also is probably uh, there's a lot more investment and engagement in it than there might have been before, just because of Absolutely. having to wait so long for some of those things. So, um, well, I mean, it's been really interesting, but also just uh, awesome talking to you. Thank you so much for this. Um, if people are looking, um, you know, at, uh, um, at of what you do and and maybe how to get involved in in some of your programs what are the best ways of doing that Alyssa? absolutely my instagram is public so it's just my name which is Alyssa jalamis if you do not have instagram there is a facebook group that i could add you to so definitely add me on facebook again same name Alyssa jalamis and um really see i always answer to dms and different things like that so if anyone's interested i'm always open Awesome. Okay. Well, thanks again for taking the time. Really appreciate it. Anybody listening, um, what we will do is we'll put that information in the show notes as well so that that way um, you can make sure that uh, you can get your way through to both the Facebook and Instagram pages. Um, And um, if you haven't hit subscribe on the podcast, make sure you do that now on whatever platform you're watching on uh, or listening on. Um, and, uh, and you'll hear great people, uh, like Alyssa every week. So, um, you know, they're, they're, uh, we, they bring great inspiration, but also great actual actionable things to do. So, um, so thank you for, for doing that for us today, Alyssa. And, uh, um, hopefully you can stay warm in the snow in the next little bit. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on. All right. No problem. And, uh, we will talk to everybody again on big idea, big moves. Mm-hmm.